correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Hey everybody, this is Tom. I just wanted to give this week's podcast shout out to another wonderful show that's on the D20 Radio Network that we are a proud member of. This week's choice is going to be Guardians of the Wills, a Star Wars Legends discussion. This is a podcast hosted by some serious Star Wars fans and role players. It is devoted to all the Star Wars Legends, which is non-canon content in a galaxy far, far away. Each episode is devoted to review and discussion on one of the classic books, comics, video games, and other pieces of non-canon Star Wars lore, which we all know and love. I, in particular, am a huge fan of the old Knights of the Old Republic video games. I think they're amazing, so I can truly appreciate some Star Wars Legends love. Please check them out and other wonderful podcasts on our network whenever you have the chance. Thank you. You're listening to Shared Sagas an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so a quick search of the bodies reveals that money that I mentioned, but also tucked into the front of the leader's armor, you can see there is a folded bit of parchment that has a drawing on it of a very strange thing. It effectively looks like a strange, an extra fat cucumber looking thing. It is colored a little bit green. It's a, a, a sketch, like an artist's depiction of a, of, an, of a weird object. And it appears to have three eyeballs in it. And then underneath it, you've got essentially a word written out, which is galore. G-O-L-O. This is like another form of beholder or something? You've got no idea. Uh, now, Izzy. Yes. You are, re- you are a researcher. So I'm yes. Old. No matter how obscure anything is, I'm always going to give you a chance to roll stuff. So Excellent. Would you please give me an uh, intelligence arcana check? Fantastic. Uh, just while Izzy's okay. sorting that out. Hurst's healing spirit uh, heals him for seven mm-hmm. because Hurst rolled like garbage and healed Jez for ten because Hurst still rolled like garbage. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> just a minute's worth of healing. Seventeen. Hey, that's, you know, what? it could be It could be worse. It could be worse. No, that's fantastic. How do we go, Izzy? Uh, let me see. It will be... I'll warn you so- that it's going to be super obscure, but... I at least have to give you a chance. All right. Uh, it will be... Hang on. I add twice my proficiency bonus. Jesus. Which is... This is for Arcana, isn't it? 24. Wow. Okay. So in your research, you have heard the name Galore before. It has essentially been a bit of academic study. You think it either refers to an aboleth called Galore... Uh Or it refers to an artifact known as the Stone of Galore, which is supposedly some kind of artifact from the Abolethic Sovereignty, which was this ancient Cthulhu society of of basically Aboleths, you know, these deep-sea psychic creatures that made all sorts of crazy powerful things back in the day. And so you don't know much about the Stone of Galore, but you definitely know that it is something that is an artifact, that it's rumoured to exist, and that it is named after after a particularly famous Aboleth called Golor. Ooh. This seems fine. 
This seems fine. Mm. <laughs> um, Everything's flooded. Yeah, Abolets are, are, are these Cthulhu aberrant deep yes. sea fish things. They have three eyes, as indeed this sketch object appears to have. These three large eyes. So maybe it's a. Oh god. It's, it's so weird. I relay all of this. You, you do. It's like it's this. Yes. <laughs> I suggest we slap this uh, fellow away then. Hobgoblins aren't smart, are they? <laughs> like, never, I've never engaged in a conversation. I think they're like humans. They range from stupid to intelligent. Really? Uh, sorry, real quick. So we've heard. Uh, so yeah, so hobgoblins are actually a very civilised, lawful, evil society. They're, oh, they're, lawful they're very, evil. They're very different to orcs. They're, they actually have like okay. full society and rank and file soldiers. They're very like, okay. they're, they're like evil ancient Rome. Okay, but these guys, these guys were obviously like foot soldiers. They weren't judging Clearly. by the fact that they were died for their like their faction but not very well yes it's like okay you don't have money to spend on the big fancy stuff yes. Cle- um, clearly they probably work for the Xenophobe Guild yeah, yes. so if you were hiring thugs yes. yes to get something and especially thugs who might not be able to read but you wanted them to get something very particular drawing a picture of it for them mm. yeah might be a good way to be like hey you idiot grab this very simple anyone can follow absolutely just so that's do do they think that we had that I don't know I suggest we ask the fellow he starts to he slowly starts to regain consciousness he 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 grimaces and you can hear his shattered collarbone just kind of grinding on itself (sighs) and he winces in pain so it's the pain that wakes him up for sure he spits out a tooth and looks at you and says what do you want we have some questions. First of all, why did you attack us? Because we suspected that you might have the stone. What? This stone? And they hold up the, the picture. Better. So he, he looks and says, yeah, do you? Well, this is what? embarrassing. I know. What do you think? Well, it seems they like... Ask think- the, the, they ask the... <laughs> it seems like that he thinks we do. Here's the thing. This isn't something that you can just come across. <laughs> okay. Who told you that we had that? No one. We just assumed that it might have ended up in one of the black marketplaces. So the Xanathar's got all the black market stores being watched. Mm-hmm. Our teams are supposed to stop anybody that comes out of the business looking like they've purchased anything. Like wine. Oh. <laughs> and to, you know, shake them down and see if they have actually got the stone on them. That wasn't a very solid plan, was it? It's going okay until this. <laughs> he says, <laughs> looking around at the corpses. <laughs> do you, yeah. Do you know who we are? No. Are you Zents? No, mate. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> he shrugs. And says, it doesn't matter who uh, you yes, are. Yes. Yes. Sense. Sense. You've rumbled us. He shrugs and says, it doesn't matter who you are. All that matters is that you're coming out of the black market place after maybe I can purchase something. Well, you can go tell the Xanathar not to mess with the Gents. Zents. Well, <laughs> cut his eyes yeah. off. We are the Gentlemen. Even funnier that I made that slip up. You know what? In canon. In canon. Okay. So you'll let me go then? I mean, so so far we've managed to play the Zents off against the Xanathar quite a few times. I feel unreason like Yeah, we've got no We can't cart him around with us for the rest of the day. And we're not big on, you know, murdering once we've got him. Not there, yeah, my my character's not particularly big on the cold blooded execution these but days. Don't have a hill so. No, just Help. send him on his way. Now he thinks we're Zents. Okay. Further sure he is. For our cunning disguise. Yeah. No, but I still have the um I still have because I, we took those lockets with the Zent things on, so when yes. I say we're Zents, I'll pull it out. Okay. Know? Oh, I mean, what's 
Same way as I've still got the imperi- the guard signia and everything underneath. I'll just pull it out. Yeah, yes, we're Zen. <laughs> so, so he, he, he slowly, achingly gets to his feet and says, uh, listen, listen, just so you know, we get the stone back and the eyes. That's all that matters. Everyone except for Erstal. He's the only one that the Xanathar won't forgive, right? He's dead, but give him up and this, uh, give it back if you have it. And then this whole thing can stop. With that, he turns and just runs off. We'll pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, to our <laughs> Zentarum leaders. <laughs> so with that, he runs away. In the mean streets were... <laughs> he's Jive just, turkeys. He stops to search the bodies and says, Oh, you've looted yeah. them all right. That's fine. <laughs> with, that, with that, he just runs off. Well, definitely put a pin in that one for later. Oh, Interesting. Nice. Uh, someone obviously has betrayed someone else and... Stolen this artifact from the Xanathar. How interesting. It feels like they're just kind of getting petty. Like, yeah. that, that, that sort of, this turf war's really just kind of turned into like... Kicking each other's Well, pets. so uh, every now and then... i remind you that there was an explosion yeah. not this morning. Right, yes, Love sorry. It. I was about to tell a hilarious story about stealing totems from druid camps, but this is probably not the time. Mm. Uh, well, I, I guess, are, are you making... Onto the estate. Yeah. Making yeah. a way to the Growlhound yeah. estate, yes. which is a location that is uh, notable to you, uh, particularly to Lyle, because they're one of the few mm. real noble families that, that is actually in your neighbourhood. Yep. Actually, the North Ward. We have. Uh, you have some nobles that live in your neighborhood, of course. So, your previous, I guess, investigations, yes. if any, into the Gralhuns have revealed a little bit about them. Just simply that they are, as Neverember mentioned, Neverember seems to know them very well. If you recall from your conversation with him, where they were one of the names that was on yes. the list of yes. suspected cultists, and he, that was the one family that he went, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. They they are creepy AF. Uh, I was forced they... to interact with them at noble parties, and they were always really, really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Gralhund definitely um, seemed to think that they're in the we, so we seem to think that they're in the cult yes Lady Grohund has specifically denied Master Lord status but I suppose that would be her job if she was mm-hmm the rumour was that she was in the running to become mm. a Masked Lord, but was rejected. Right. And so is resentful of that. The other rumours that you hear from Never Ember is that they are real game players. Like, they are, they, they really want to play the skullduggery, backstabbing politics of Waterhavian society. And generally speaking, according to Never Ember, punch above their weight. Mm. For, a, for a relatively small noble house that's not particularly wealthy, as far as these things go, it's all relative. They are apparently quite clever and quite, you know, and they, they, they do well at the Game of Thrones nonsense. So, you make your way actually back to your neighbourhood. Uh, now, do you want to stop off, because it's literally on the way, do you want to stop off at Troll Skull to kind of see how that's going, or do you want to avoid that scene, lest, lest you be questioned or run into things that you don't have time for right now? Um, do, do you want to check up on... Your I home? do, but I also see the wisdom in just avoiding it now. Okay, up to you. I mean, this yeah. is me. Yeah. Then. Yeah. They're, they're not going to get anything uh, useful from us anyway. We don't. Better to come back when I actually have an answer. Okay, yeah. that's fair. So you make your way then further north in your neighbourhood, uh, north in the North Ward, until eventually you come to a place which is basically full of you know mansions and estates and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you see the Grohlhund estate. It's getting on towards about mid afternoon now, and it is very very windy. The fog is not yet starting to roll in yet, but it is getting that way. So you can see the Growlhunt Estate. So the Growlhunt Estate is a medium-sized manor surrounded by a 20-foot stone wall that is rather off-putting. You can see very little detail from the estate itself. There's not really any... There there are no guards out the front that you can see. It's in a location where most of the houses are all 
still a little bit cramped for space, so the, the grounds mm. aren't overly expansive. Most of the buildings around here are a good, you know, two or three, four stories tall. And even though it's a, a wealthy, sort of a noble area, they're still a little bit close together. You know, so mm. it's the kind of place where for thieves and such, you know, jumping from rooftop to rooftop is still very much on the cards, which is unusual in a noble district. But then again, the North Ward isn't like the wealthiest suburb generally. It's okay. But you, you see it. You see the estate. With your passive perception, you can see a couple of things. First of all, you think that the building directly across from it, right? So f- the, the manor or the mansion that's directly across from it appears to be largely uninhabited. You can see even from here that it's mostly, it's not boarded up or anything, but like the, the curtains are drawn and the, the grass looks very overgrown, etc. And you can see straight away that on the top floor of the manor directly across Mm. there are some shapes hiding in the window peering out at the Grohlhan Manor Tabitha also (laughs) possibly possibly also by the way the city streets I mean there are people going here and there there are carriages there's a a little bit of street traffic at the present time you know it's a a relatively busy neighbourhood there's a a squad of city watch walks by you know very much you know out in the open right now also on the building across from it to to the left of it facing the front you can also see with your ludicrous passive perception Lyle and Hurst you can actually see that there is uh, yet another clandestine group watching from the top floor across and that has you can very very clearly see the little bobbing form of a couple of gazers oh, you remember the, the little, little, little behold centuries oh, oh. they are bobbing in their house across so you've got the Grailhunt estate and then across from that you've got people peering out at it mm. and then in the building next to it you can see that there's an, another group of lurkers who are kind of staring across at the Grailhunt estate and from here you can see that a couple of things first of all you can see that there's some smearings of blood on the windowsill oh Cool. And the little little gazers just kind of bobbing in the window. The Grailhunt estate looks like it is sort of pretty closed up. You know, like there, there are lights on, yeah. like the curtains are drawn and all that kind of thing. It doesn't appear welcoming. No, exactly. It, it is a, it, it's a two-story building, but also with an attic. You know what I mean? So three stories overall, slated tile roofs, uh, yes? I'm imagining it. I'm, I'm imagining the estate where it's this lovely spring day, you know, you know, it lush is. gardens, and then there's this place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like it's a dark little... clouds, raining, storming, and it's only centered on the one house. It's a little bit... So the front yard, uh, you can see through the gate, because so there's the wall that goes around the estate, and then there's the, the front doors of the gate, which, of course, are, you know, your, your typical gothic-looking sort of spiked iron gate, which you can see through, and you can see into the yard. There's lots and lots of trees, so Hearst would approve of that. They have a very lush front yard as far as bushes and trees and other things like that. But that's that's what you see. What do you do? Well, they can't be that bad. We are in the middle of something, something that's about to get very heated. So obviously the two different. Yeah. Yeah. Do we really want to walk into a situation that's this surveilled? Mm, that's a good point. Perhaps we take out the surveillers first. I mean, chances are it's Zents and Xanathar anyway. Or we get them to come to us, maybe. I don't like the idea of walking into this, though. I agree, but it does... This raises a question. The 
The fireball was a result of the Zentarum and the Xanathar factions fighting in the alley. And then it seems the Growlhuns decided to make a play? Um, quite possibly. They were all after the... They were all after this object pulled off the body of the gnome. This mm. turnip-looking thing. Which, to be fair, turnips, cucumbers, could be confused. It might have been the object. But in the end, the nimble right got it. Mm. And if they were sold to the Growlhund, then it would suggest that he came back here. Possibly why there's now two sets, the other two factions watching, if they both suspect it's here. Why not go after it, then? They may not. It may be an object of great power. If they're desperate enough to want it to shake down people outside of random black marketplaces. If I were thinking about this, if I were the Xanathar, then making a player less the Zents and vice versa. And it looks like, and I could be wrong here, the reason why either party hasn't made a, had a crack at it yet. The Growlins seem to have some power about them, especially if they're a part of this cult. Hmm. Question, Lyle. Yes? Is the... Do you know this area very well? Is there a way for us to maybe... Get to get in. Get to get in from underneath? Maybe yeah. some anything, some tunnels? Maybe. Anything I can... I'm not sure anything that would get me specifically in there, but perhaps mm-hmm. close enough to go be unnoticed. Yeah, so your familiarity with this neighbourhood is such that it is a... It's well-tended. Obviously, the sewers here are quite... Uh, Mm-hmm. clean and extensive but yep. unless they have and, and let's face it this is not proven to be an uncommon thing mm-hmm. uh, unless they have you know your classic sort of secret entrance into the sewers there would be no way to get from the sewers into the house itself right. uh, unless they had of course constructed an actual you know mm-hmm. uh, secret entrance like yourself mm-hmm. and uh, well frankly a couple as, of them yeah as, as people I want to do yeah demon worshippers have a good reason to want to get out of the sewers I think one way or the other, trying to trying to do anything with this place in broad daylight and midday is not going to help us over much. Maybe we watch as well, see what happens. <laughs> it's a couple of hours before sunset, about three hours or so, if you want to wait and observe until it's a bit darker. You know, Lyle, you know for a fact that the reason that this neighbourhood is bustling right now is mostly because the servants are out and about doing mm-hmm. their daily tasks. Yep. You know that this is the kind of neighbourhood that once the sun sets, it actually becomes very quiet indeed. Yes. And then, of course, you'll have other and if it's like, like the cover of fog, or all that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, so, I'm in favour of at least taking out one of these groups of watchers. Maybe even both. Take out both the sets of watchers and then approach the actual estate at midnight. We'd have to do it very quietly. I specialise in that. Alright, but not the gazers first up. I would say the gazers first. Take them out first. They're the ones, they're mostly sentries anyway. They're the most likely to spot us. It's pretty much their only function as I understand it. Not their only, I think. Do you wish to observe the watchers for a little while to see what you can pick up on? Actually, yes. now that you notice them, please give me a, anyone who wants to you can give me an active perception check. Cool. To see if you can glean some details. Pick up any, any I guess that answers that question anyway about who watches the watchers. Us. Oh my I god. I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, 25. Okay, so... The panopticon on their asses. One, so 25, you say. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to beat that at a 19. I got an 8. Yay! I rolled a 3. Good stuff, good stuff. So, okay, what you you pick up on is a couple of things. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, first of all, not only is there another set... Of watchers, <laughs> yes. fourth now. So in an alleyway between two of the mansions, Ooh. you can see, uh, and they're doing a very good job. Uh, and you, you, the only reason you notice them is because one of them climbs out of the sewer grate into the 
yeah. alleyway and then moves over really, really quickly. You can see that there is a couple of drow. Yeah, I thought so. God and they it. are sitting and observing. But not only that, but on yet another effing building, <laughs> oh, Jesus. you can see that there is a couple of pigeons, but these pigeons are not behaving like regular pigeons. When when other pigeons come up to them, they just kind of peck at them like, fuck off. And then wow. and then sit there staring at the growl hand mm. and occasionally turn and whisper to each other in, oh. little, in little pigeon talk. The other thing you notice is that none of these groups, with the exception of the drow, who occasionally point to both of the top roofs actually seems to be aware that the other is there. You're so, this so is the, hilarious. So the gazers are watching the Grail Hunter State. Yes. The ones across from them, whoever they are, are watching the Grail Hunter State, but they can't see each other. Yeah. Actually, from the angle, you realize that this makes perfect sense because when they say peered out the window, yeah. put their head out, they wouldn't be able to actually. That'd be totally obvious. You being, on, you being on the crowded street have actually got the advantage of being able to see sort of everyone type thing. Right. Also, if you observe for any. Are you observing for a, a, a period of time? It sounds or? like we are. I, yeah. I mean, I think if we're going to do that, we probably should hide. Yeah, but where? Because it's like we're, all good well, ones have no, been taken. My, my point is, like, if we're looking the other direction, we're going to be pretty quickly conspicuous ourselves. If we can see them, they can see us. Well, you're not wrong. This is true. Are you trying to be stealthy? Luckily, all the groups seem to be very fixated on the Growlhound estate rather than we are individuals on the street. So so yeah. far, you've not been spotted. Do you think? All right, cool. In that case, no reason to necessarily call alarm. <gasps> It just set them off against each other. Ah, the classic, the classic strategy. Oh come on! <laughs> let's you and him fight. Yeah. Let's you Jimbo this bitch. Yeah. Well, maybe. maybe. I mean, uh, let's not rule that out. I love the idea, but tell me how. That is the question. <laughs> uh, but let's. All right. There was another piece of information you had, I think. So uh, no one's aware of it. So you. weird, creepy pigeons. Yeah. Uh, drow. You, you notice just, just, just like, once again, they have the hoods up. In, yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, you can tell one of the one of the drow there is the is your uh, male drow friend the, the oh. lieutenant that you okay. had met and the other one you can actually tell from here because of the strange buzz cut on the side of his head and just the nature of his armour because he, he's quite big for a right. drow like he's quite tall very broad shouldered and yes. quite muscly for a drow he's the one that shot the the um, Zentarum City Watch the Zentarum City Watch correct yes so those are two and so they owe indeed so uh, Krebig Krebig is just kind of sitting there munching an apple while he watches the, the games. Wait, Krebig CBC us? Do you want him? I mean... You can if you want. I, I mean, that, that was partially a joke, but... It, it could not be. It could not be. What I do want to figure out first is Hurst wants to have a stern... Because he actually doesn't see the pigeons. Okay. He doesn't notice them as much. Sure. Because uh, he's not used to pigeons, we'll say. No, that's okay. Fair enough. Uh, pigeons confuse him. Pigeons are just dirty doves. <laughs> they are. That's not a joke. No, <laughs> same species. Same species. Shots yeah. doves, are, doves are albino pigeons. <laughs> It's true. That's true. It's funny so say. Hurst wants to have a good look at once he's made aware that, you know, hey, these pigeons aren't being pigeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he wants to have a good look at them because in my mind, we've yes. got the Zentarum and the Zents are the two inside the building. Do you Correct. mean the Zenithar and the yes. Zents? Sorry. That's the, what it means. That's what I meant. Okay. Yes, that's the Zenithar and the Zents are the two inside the buildings. Yes. And it's pretty obvious probably which one's which. Agreed. Bring in Darth down the bottom. In the sewers? Yes. Pigeons. Who are the pigeons? Oh, that's the question. Anybody that wants to can give me a knowledge religion check. Ooh. Religion. God of pigeons. Or, or knowledge arcane. I think arcane could cover this as well. Intelligence arcane. I have neither of these. Actually, your religion, I think, is where... Actually. One of these things. My religion is zero. Yeah. I know about nature. Oh, it's not intelligence history, is it? What? Oh, roll no, the dice. religion, yeah. I think, is intelligence, is it not? Oh, no, 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 no. Just yeah. one of my things. Religion is it. Yeah. Okay, so... It is a 
24. Wow. Okay, you think they're imps. Imps. Oh, cool. Because you know, of all the other factions that you know are at play, you know, you know that there is a devil-worshipping cult. Uh, and oh, and After your experience with the imp in the basement, yeah. you know that one of the forms that imps often take are rats and birds and pigeons. Yeah, what is a pigeon but a flying rat? Indeed. So, putting two and two together, is he being... Yeah. You know, effectively a genius. Yes. You know that, you know, yeah, okay, so one of the factions that's possibly at play here is the cult of Asmodeus. Imps would be the spies that they would use, and that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Why would they not be pigeons? There are heaps of them. Although that begs the question, of course. Are they spying for the Growlhunts? Or are they or are the Growlhunts not a member of the cult of Asmodeus? Oh, heap of social webbing. You see why I'm looking through my notes today. Yes. Ah. Let's kill them all and let the gods sort them out. We just go go back for a drink. All right, look, my my question is this. Are you going to hide? Because eventually, look, maybe nobody else, but at the very least, the drow are on your your level on the the street, so they're going to see you eventually if you don't make make yourself scarce. Are you going to hide or are you going to meet up with them? Uh, I mean, in theory, you're not not unfriendly. How about we go and we let them know we're here, polite courtesy. We say, if you're willing to go deal with the jerks in that building, we're willing to go deal with the jerks in that building. Thus halving our risk and effort. And we also get to test out how skillful they are. Yeah. Then we just shoot the pigeons. There's a lot of potential for that to go wrong fast. True, but uh, gives us an idea, and it gives that it kind of works as a favor for both of us. Plus, we get a level of an idea of their competence. I think we've had that. I think we've had numerous occasions to evaluate it. Of Krebig, well, all I know is you can carry barrels in a sewer and can row a boat. I've known very silly people who can do both those things. All right, this is um, in the noble um, side of the area, right? Yes. All right, here's my proposal: we'll get a fair chunk of the party to retire. Two people, maybe three, depending on how well we go in terms of stealth. Actually, no, I've got a better idea. One sec. Just, let me just check the duration of the spell. Up to an hour. All right, I'll guide party to find somewhere around the building in a way. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so so you, 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 you leave this area for now. You walk around the back of the manor that uh, this other group is hiding in at the present time. And so you find yourself a, a, a quiet location. A carriage will go by every once in a while, maybe the occasional dray. A group of city watch do walk past, and a, a couple of them give you a look from a distance, just because you don't look like noble servants or nobles. So no, I suppose not. A little bit out of place, but they don't, they don't bother you. Or pay you any particular, particular mind. They just kind of, you know, move on after giving you a, uh, a cursory glance. Yeah. And you sit there. The fog starts to roll in now. Yeah. And uh, once again, it starts to get dimmer I- and dimmer. Lyle. Yes? You got this look on your face. We... I like this look. Uh-huh. It means you're thinking. What plan have you got? Everyone's in a state of who wants to move first. Mm-hmm. No one knows that we're here at the present. Giving ourselves away even to Bragg and Darth compromises that piece of information. And it means that we're also playing on their game and not ours. You don't trust them. I don't. So what do we do? I think we try to get into the estate ourselves. I think at this point, the Growlhuns have made enemies of three, possibly four of the most powerful factions within Waterdeep. That makes them susceptible. That makes them open to negotiation. We need to know what it is that's going on here and why it took place outside of our tavern. And we need to find this statue, presuming that this nimble right got there or got it back to them. I can use the spell Pass Without Trace to aid us in uh, bypassing our otherwise attentive viewers and get, or watchers and getting us into the mansion itself. If we can get in before the, and out before they realise anything is wrong. Indeed. The uh, next part... That, if something kicks off and we make a noise, we're going to be on the bad end of a very... I think everyone moves at that point. Mm. 
at which point we take advantage of what confusion is afforded us and either um, press forward or back out. The final part of this, we have the picture and the knowledge, at least, of mm-hmm. what this Aboleth artifact is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something... If we can get inside the mansion, I can appeal to Timora to see if you can, can assist locating it. Yeah. I... Hmm. Yes? I mean, I, when... I'm sorry if I don't sound certain. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect that we'll find resistance inside the mansion, but if we can move fast and hit hard, uh, stalking predator style, yes. take them down before we know they're there. We've done it before and we've done it well. Speaking of which, I can also just turn into an animal and smuggle myself in one way or another. A uh, small animal like a cat probably wouldn't be noticed. Let me uh, see how far I can get you first. Something a little bit more versatile like a panther. Do you know? Do you guys what? know what a panther is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a panther? Uh, is, a panther is like... You know how cats think they're like all tough and dangerous? Yes. Imagine yeah. if a cat was as dangerous as it thought it was. Oh. oh a cat no. with a size to justify the... No. No, thanks. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> If I would be in control of it. Sure. Uh-huh. I think we can get pretty close. Just don't try to scratch my belly. <laughs> I think we can get, I think we can get pretty close, if not inside, assuming that uh, there isn't anything untoward. I mean, we have lock pickers with us. Yep. We're pretty good at the thievery option. Yeah. Brain thinkers. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, the situation is this. You have got at least four d- different parties observing the matter. The, the, the plan seems to be, from what I'm, I'm hearing from Lyle, to try to sneak in. At, at least have that be step one. Step one, sneak in. Step two, locate the object. Step three, get the heck out of there. My, my, my question to you is, are you going to be waiting until nightfall? Am I saying... Actually, sorry, two questions. Number one, are you waiting until nightfall to do so? Covered by darkness and basically mostly getting people off the street, I guess, is the other the other advantage mm-hmm. of that. Also, are you going to be trying to make contact with or take out any of the watcher groups or ignoring them for now? My suggestion would be to ignore ignore them. I think there's maybe a benefit in letting letting uh, the forces of the Xanathar and the Zentarum know each other is there. Mm. Send them notes. Yeah. Well, it's it's simple. Watchers are being watched. It's as simple as simply, and I take a look at the the building where the Zentarum are located. Yeah, well, assuming that the Zentarum, but yes. Yeah. Well, where, okay. Whatever these watchers are, there. Yeah. Just doing something that catches their attention, and then I'm going to cast. I'm going to use the cantrip light. Okay. As if something either on the windowsill or something within okay. had suddenly flashed or reflected. Interesting. Okay, so just to be clear, so you're walking around the front again yeah. of the manor so that you but can... But I should be in the lee of the... Okay, do I have line of sight is the first question. Oh, you, you can do if you walk right back around the front. See, do I, they have line of sight on me? If you are on the street, you have line of sight to the window. You can yeah. go under the window so that you can cast something up on the window that they're peering out of without yeah. them being able to see down at you. Yep. All right. Raising my hand, waggling the eyebrows suggestively up towards there getting ready to cast a spell if anyone wants to intervene now's the time anyone no oh sorry to be fair I should also point out that if you do this one thing the one faction that is very likely to be able to see you would, would be uh, Breg and Darth in the alleyway mm-hmm. and possibly if they're no I mean as far as the light goes they'll probably see the light not you but that's uh, where uh, I run the focus I was thinking of the pudgeons but the yeah. Breg and Darth will, <laughs> will, 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 will have a view of you from the street again hmm alright cool well in that case 
I mean, you can wait till a carriage goes by. That would be ideal if I could. Done. Okay. And you're casting light on the window of the... We'll, we'll, we'll of the mysterious them. watches that we think is in Tarim. Exactly. We'll call them the maybe sense. So yes. you're casting a light spell. Yes. Just on a... So like a flicker. Yeah. Okay. Just I mean, it needs to be on an object, but that's okay because there's plenty of like the... Yeah. A window pane. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that happens. Okay. And all of a sudden, light... Yep. goes up, okay? So a few things start to happen at once. <laughs> as, as soon as that occurs, first of all, you hear cries of alarm and shock coming from inside the window. That's for damn sure. The other thing is also, are you going to be doing this like now or are you waiting for a while for, for nightfall or are, we, or are we doing it in mid-afternoon? I'm having to go now, to be I, honest. Not, that, yeah. that, that's, so light happens. There is a, you hear a cry of alarm yep. and then you can definitely see that the gazers mm-hmm. turn to look. Yep. You're also see Bregan Darth look up as well and you also see the, the pigeons yep. just, just kind of like <laughs> puff, up, puff up their chests and look with, with that sort of in that sort of quizzical style all right and then there's a pause yeah I'm gonna return return to uh, where these guys are located okay assuming that I was, assuming Jez was following along because she's stealthy enough okay and then so you see right, so you let's go okay so that happens all right and then I'm going to cast pass without trace Okay, so you cast Pass Without Trace on everyone, okay? Uh, yes, so good. range of self plus people within 30 feet. Everyone has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity. Holy shit. Stealth checks. Nice. Wow, that's pretty great. Yes, that's and can't be tracked except by magical means, and we leave no tracks. Okay, now my question is, the streets are still bustling. Yeah. And the streets go all around the Grailhan Manor. Yeah. Stealth check or no? I mean, are we? Are you trying to scale the fence or what's the plan? I, guess, I think for... scale the fence is going to end up being it. Okay. But at the very least, uh, we've got enough you know, thicket and brush and what have you that we can make our way in there. I have a way of helping people who uh, have trouble with climbing. Yep. Uh, because I am technically, although it's, I'm an urban druid, I'm a druid of the Underdark, uh, which means I have spider climb. Nice. You just toss them, don't you? Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> okay. So as you, so you all, with the blessings of this particular spell, start yep. to make your way through the city streets. And I guess you're just doing the Assassin's Creed thing of mostly yes. being behind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all looking kind of greyish. Greyish as yeah. you there are make your way through. Us. So you notice a couple of things. First yes. of all, first of all, you notice that there is a woman who walks out of, very, very discreetly, walks out the front door of where the Xanathar mm-hmm. are all sort of mm-hmm. set up. And so she wanders down and she basically looks like a like a, a very well-dressed blonde pale skin freckled noble woman in a green dress mm-hmm. with a Oh, uh, a traveller's cloak next to her you can see there's a, a large tall broad shouldered footman uh, who is very heavy and heavy set and so forth and they just kind of make very very quick steps from the building that they were in towards a- the across to where the Zentarum was yes <sighs> and you can see that she just kind of like waits out the front of that building at the front door which by the way it very much looks like whoever owns this house is away and has been yeah. away for quite some time she just kind of stands out in front and like the, the footman the, the large broad-shouldered mm. footman just kind of like sort of crosses his arms and sort of like you know, they, they are clearly Rippled. pretending to have a conversation about something while she deftly picks the lock you can mm. see her just whip out a couple of lock picks and just nice. pick the locks and then with that they are they are both slipped into the building basically nice. at that point the, the two Bregan Darth Drow just kind of turn and look and like you, you, you notice that the, the tall broad-shouldered guy the one that shot the mm. uh, city watch he's mm. a very sort of grim fellow and he just kind of shakes his head and then you notice that uh, Kreb 
and just kind of goes like grins and gives him an, gives him an enthusiastic nod, a little a little pat on the pat on the shoulder, and then just sort of it sort of slinks off to follow them. Yes. And so they they make their way around the side, and he's he's still eating his apple. And yep. so as soon as they've gone in, they just kind of walk past, walk past, walk past. They wait for a carriage to go past, and then they just sort of slip in afterwards. Mm-hmm. You notice that it's uh, seems to be under protest from the taller one, who just kind of like. <sighs> So they're going into the into the building as well. No, they're going. They, they, they're they're going they, into the manor. They're going from where they just no, not the manor from the from from the place where the uh, yep. Xanathar just came from. Okay. They, gonna, oh wow! They're going to clean up. Oh, where the, the where the Xanathar? There's like a triangle. Of so action. these two oh, come okay. out of the Xanathar yeah. building. They've gone to the Zents, breaking down. Have gone, huh? And it's to just kind of like yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but unbeknownst to them, yes. one thing they have not seen the is pigeons. the pigeons. Yes. And the pigeons are watching all of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and as soon as they, they notice that Bregg and Darth have gone into that building, uh-huh. the pigeons get up and actually fly across and, and, and look like they are going to basically go in and, and pursue Bregg and Darth going into the going into the manor. The other, the other manor. There's a lot of manors. Yeah. <laughs> so what we've got is the two sort of essentially vaguely human factions in the same building yes and the uh, demon cult and the dark elves in the same building yeah and that's something's going to happen in both those buildings probably guys that was the best use of a cantrip (laughs) (laughs) so all five okay I I mean so you will wait for a brief moment and then you're going to just try and scale the fence sounds like it well we've got advantage on dexterity at the moment well you have advantage on stealth stealth okay so everyone give me a stealth check please yes all right, so everyone's on twenty. Who wants? Who needs Time Mora's blessing before we go uh, any further? I just rolled a one. The fog <laughs> has I rolled. I can't act retroactively. Yeah. Each of you, each of you, definitely has an, has inspiration. By the way, twenty-one. Uh, All right, in that case, uh, Izzy, I'm going to give it to you just flat. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay, right. good. Because so we add ten to whatever our stealth check already was. Correct. Yeah. Exactly right. It's okay. Twenty-four. Hold on. <laughs> I'll use advantage oh, wow. as well. That's better. Twenty-three for me. Okay. Wow. Um, thirty. Yep. Okay. So three out of five. Me. It's a group. It's a group yep. check. So as long as as long as uh, three of you get, you do it. You, yeah. you you just wait for the perfect moment in between carriages going by. Even though there are people on the streets, you just wait until nobody's looking at you. And I'm including, of course, any potential watchers, as yeah. far as you're aware. Mm-hmm. And with that, you scale over the fence. Excellent. And you find yourself in, essentially, the because you, you scale the side fence. And yes. So you, you find yourself in, effectively, the front yard. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you can see the manor in front of you. Now, sorry, I assume we're hiding in the trees at the moment. Seems likely. In the, in the, in the bushes, I imagine, in the front yard, mm-hmm. most certainly, yes. Mm-hmm. You can see that in the garden, there is an old man who is balling on top and he's dressed like a gardener. He has got a pitchfork and he's just kind of wandering back and forth and he has two enormous mastiffs. Just huge black-furred mastiffs that are just kind of wandering around with him. And every once in a while he'll just sort of poke the ground and he just appears to be a very normal gardener. He's got, as mentioned, he has sort of long oily grey hair but he's bald on top. He's just dressed in simple brown, you know, comedy. Just pokes the ground every now and then. Yep, just pokes the ground every now and then. Yep, definitely Gardener. Yep, clearly. And the mastiffs just kind of sort of hang around and follow him. Um, it's I'm assuming you, with your stealth check, you're yep. kind of avoiding them as well. The other thing is that the mastiffs won't be able to track us at this no, point. No, exactly. Not with scent or anything else at all. So, from here, you can see on the ground floor, there is... So, there's very ornate iron gates out the front. The yard is very well tended. Uh, the trees provide quite a bit of shade at the present time. Uh, fog, as mentioned, is starting to roll in a little bit. So, you can see there's a really large balcony enclosed by an iron railing 
uh, above the mansion's main entrance. So there's the main entrance to the mansion. The balcony itself is about 20 feet above ground level and you know, the groundskeeper just continues to wander around. You can see that there is a coach house, okay? There's a stone building that contains what appears to be from here. You can see just, you know, looking through a beautifully maintained coach and you can smell stables and you can hear the horses. So there's, there's clearly some draft horses in there. Your guess would be about three or four. Mm -hmm. You can hear them, you know, kind of whinnying and shuffling around and all that kind of thing. Uh, there is a, a guard barracks. So there's a one-story stone building attached to the mansion's front and that uh, very much looks like a guard barracks. And with your perception check, you can see mm. that the guard barracks door is broken open. Hello. And there are blood splatters that you can that are very clearly visible on oh. the grass out the front of the guard barracks and also inside. You also think that you can hear with your perception, you can you can hear moaning. Like you can yeah. hear some moaning coming from within the guard barracks. Also, anybody that wants to can give me an active perception check. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Hurst is distracted today. That's okay. can, a lot of things he does uh, see, a lot of things he doesn't. 15? 16. 16. No, nothing else, nothing right. else of note there. Cool. So, as far as uh, locations go, you've got, you know, as I said, the, you've got the main entrance, you've got the barracks, and you've got the stables. Uh, that's it. What do you do? Let's find out what's going on here. So so we'll make our way into the guard barracks. Okay, so you make yeah, your way through the list. Yep, so you you go from tree to tree, not knowing any details. You avoid the suspicious groundskeeper and mm -hmm. the mastiffs. In fact, as you get a little bit closer, and as the sun is slowly setting and setting and setting, you realize that as it gets darker, both the mastiffs and he start to change a little bit. Uh -huh. And you realize that he actually becomes sort of almost cloaked in shadow. And the mastiffs themselves start to give off kind of a wispy trails of darkness uh, cool. as they just make their way doing the, doing the rounds. But ignoring that nonsense for you now. Feel like you're feeling better about taking them out now? You leave that nonsense for now and you get to the guard barracks. When you do, you can see there is a skirmish here. Uh, a slaughter, in fact. Uh, there are what, what, what appear to be... So first of all, the growl-hunged uh, house colours, basically, mm -hmm. are green and black. Yep. And the guards in here, um, men and women, are mostly of, you know, young sort of soldier age. Yeah. There's about eight of them that are all dead. And there are four what appear to be dead, uh, I mean, thieves, thugs, in black armour. Uh, one of them, on, the, on his hand, has the Zentarum tattoo. So you can see that there, are, there was obviously a fight here very recently, mind you. So mm -hmm. this has occurred, like, in the last... 20 minutes like mm. just just before mm. sunset effectively so this is this is really current one of them is alive so yeah. there is a uh, a male guardsman from the house girl hunter state uh, a young uh, fresh-faced fellow he's got curly red hair mm -hmm. uh, he looks about 22 or so he has four crossbow bolts and in him <laughs> like just in his stomach and leg wow. and his upper chest and so he's someone who was dying and yes. then has stabilized but now yes. is really just like slumped against the Touching wall surrounded in a pool of his own blood alright interacting with these guys won't break the spell so if we do want to talk to him we can Okay. Don't you even have to worry about bloody footprints. Yeah. Do you want to go into the guard barracks and talk to him? I think we should. We should. Mm -hmm. All right. In lieu of anything else, unless you want to have it. So he just he looks up in fear as you walk in. Obviously, not not knowing who you are or why you're here. Maybe yes. you're here to finish him off. Yeah. So he, he sort of he starts to breathe heavily mm -hmm. and just says, "Mercy, mercy." Who did this? If uh, um, 
Floxen. Ostel. Floxen. Ostel. I don't know that name. What was that? He's the skunk face fellow, I think. Yeah. The one whose dagger you stole, Jess. Uh, yeah. He's 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 turned traitor at last. Oh wow. Hmm. Driven to desperation by something. I wonder. He's just really mad about missing his dagger. He blamed everyone for it, so they kicked him out of the he guild. He says, he says, please, please, heal me. <sighs> no, I'm nicer than that. <laughs> I mean, Hurst is just willing to let nature take its course. I understand. Ooh. Survival of the fittest. I understand. But no, this isn't... He's isn't, a blight. It isn't within Lyle's makeup. So, yes, I will cast Cure Wounds. Oh, nice. How much How much hit points does he get back? All right, one sec. You know, sometimes sick trees need to be cut down. Yeah. Well, well wait. Healing him for 11 points of damage. Oh, great. Okay, so he... Oh, thank you! He says really loudly. And then you hear this... No good deed, etc. Shadow dog. Shadow dogs. Whoa! One alive, hey! You hear from outside? Yeah. You hear you hear footsteps approaching. You see the shadow pass by the opaque window with the pitchfork ominously raised in the sky. Oh, Jesus Christ! And uh, that is going to be initiative, actually. Shit! Alright, via the shadow dogs here with this survivor. We gotta have that now. Kicking in the door, you can see that first of all, there are two just absolute shadow masters. They are dogs that are made of darkness with okay. glowing green eyes. He is looks dead. He is, uh, his skin is rotting. His eyes are nothing but pools of darkness. He looks elongated. He grins with strange fangs and claws. And his pitchfork is held out in front of him yeah. with a grin and a sneer. Looks you all over and says, more meat. Right, initiative please. 18. I have two stuff now that I'm good. So Nick got 18. Jez. Jez. 16. Excellent. Lyle. 22. Hurst. 12. And seven. seven. Good. Okay, Lyle, well, you're first. All right. Seeing this monstrosity ahead of me, I'm calling upon um, my connection to Timora, and through the holy symbol of her uh, gold coin, I'll cast Guarding Bolt. Fantastic. Divine Light shoots across the guard barracks room. Uh, let's see. Will a 14 hit? Yes, it will. Sweet. Illuminating the bodies, the grizzled, right. mangled corpses as the uh, uh, the bolt strikes true. Does a radiant uh, damage do anything nice to him? It'll, he's vulnerable to, ra- is vulnerable to radiant damage. All right, so, so that takes a 46 to 86 then. Oh my. Or is it. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you just is double it? it? Is it just, it's I just double? I think it's 46 and you double it, right? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You double the result. Yeah, fair enough. Same thing with. with yeah, and it's half resistance. resistance. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right. So let's see. That is. It's not one, better two, or worse, three, it's just more swinging. Four. So roll high. Yeah, no, do it again. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so 6 and 4 is 10, plus 5, plus 2 is 17. Do I get anything else on top of that? 17 times 2 is 34. Oh, wow! So there is an inhuman searing wail. There is this agonizing shriek like a banshee as your guiding ball hits this creature in the chest, and there's just this flash and the. The stench is absolutely unbearable. Even the dogs shy away from it for, for a short time. And alive, he still is, and yeah. sort of lowers the pitchfork at you and just screams in absolute maddening fury. No. All right, whoever, you have advantage on this roll. Pretty good. That's the kind of thing I can use. Uh, I'd also just like to point out that this does appear to be a separate faction again. Yeah, or, or possibly someone there. The demon The cult. demon summoned to maybe guard the grounds or some nonsense. Well, because the... What's his face? The dude. The skunk-faced dude. Yeah. Uh, has yeah. turned traitor. Yes. We don't know who in favour of. No, we don't. He might have just struck out on his own. Yeah. 
Pepe Le Pew out on his own. All right, I rolled a 19, so presumably that will hit. Yes, most, most certainly. So at the fellow again, obviously. Oh, of course, yes, and a sneak attack, absolutely. Roll on the high notes. With advantage? Yeah, it's not great. Uh, nine plus three is 12. 12. Okay, so the crossbow bolt, while he's still screaming and wailing, your crossbow bolt enters his stomach, or, or what's left of his undead, mm. rotting stomach, mm-hmm. and it, it hurts, but it, does, it doesn't no. finish him off. No. That is then going to be... I will then yes. run outside. I thought he was blocking the way. How many entrances are there? There's just there's just the door in the back. Just the door. And okay. Both the dogs in here and sort of yeah. just in the door. That's I built myself you... a little pillow fort out of corpses <laughs> and hide in it. Okay, so you, what you can no. do is you can, you can run behind one of the bunk beds nearby. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Jez. Uh, okay, so I think maybe a crossbow bolt. Mm-hmm. Strong play. I'm rolling absolute trash today. Oh, that's not too bad. 14 is what needed to hit him, so if that helps uh, Yeah, that, that's fine. So that's 14. Okay, good. Taking careful aim, you line up and shoot at this flailing... S- the smoke is billowing out of this thing's dead chest from, from where the guiding bolt struck home. It doesn't like radiance, eh? No, he's not. Not at all. Hello. I'll say he rather dislikes it. Yeah. Uh, it's only six damage, that one. Six damage. Okay, but still, every little bit helps. So that, I think, will just go through his cheek. Like, it just goes mm-hmm. right into his cheek, and it just sort of sits there, his jaw kind of hanging off a little bit, looking rather foolish. It is then going to be his their turn. So... First of all, whom I, I, I presume it's mostly Lyle and Hurst in front. I hit with range, and I was closest to the guard when I was talking in here. Okay, in that case, Lucky Hurst uh, has right. the two dogs in tandem rush up to you. Uh, they are both going to savagely lash out at your half orc form. Still fourteen from class. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, great. So. One of, one of their shadowy jaws closes on your arm, dealing you eight damage. The other one tries to rip out your throat, but you just kind of wrench to the side and avoid it. So that's, that's, that's why the first one gets my arm, because I'm exactly. concentrated on protecting my throat. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you avoid its snapping jaws. The This fellow yeah. is just going to scream, uh, and it, using a jump like a bullfrog, uh, just oh leaps the 20 feet through the air like a screaming... How high is the roof in this place? Oh, about, about 15 feet. So it's a, it's so a long gets, it's yeah. a long jump. Yeah. <laughs> so running... <laughs> mostly there's a, a couple of skips and then he just soars across about 15 feet and tries to plunge the pitchfork deep into Lyle's chest. Uh-huh. Lyle, you're, you're, what is your armor class? 14. Would you please take 12 points of damage? Well, no, but okay. You... Desperately knocked, knock the pitchfork to the side as it sticks into the floorboards of the ground, but it takes the stamina out of you to do so. Got that it. is then going to be Hurst's turn. I think you've upset him a while. There's, there's a good chance of it. So, because Hurst is such a good friend... Now, I've got two dogs in melee range. Yes. Do I not? You do. Bastards. Why? They, oh, you, you're concerned about attack of opportunity? Yeah. Do they get an AO if I, I cast a spell? I don't know that they do. No, I don't nothing, nothing provokes an AO except leaving. Oh, thanks. That's, that's an old yeah. 3.5 thing where it was like pulling out an object, drinking a yeah. potion, casting... That's the, all um, yeah, the only other would be you're doing with like Mage Slayer, I think. If oh, if you have a exception slayer, yeah, Mage, Mage Slayer, and yeah. then um, you can only make AOs with yeah. magic with um, Warcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, in that case, good. I have a spell mm-hmm. that um, Lyle's new friend is just gonna love. Thematically, let's say that he actually went through the roof at one point on his big jump. Okay. <laughs> and the moonlight oh, comes through nice. the roof. Ah, oh, yes. So Hurst reaches up with one hand. Yes. And there's a tattoo further up on his forearm uh-huh. that has the phases of the moon on it, which right. illuminates. Oh, that's awesome. And a pillar of moonlight. <laughs> 
comes down and enters the space that the creature pitchfork wielding dude. I don't think we ever got some sort of uh, definitive no thing on him. The groundskeeper. The groundskeeper. Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Yes. Groundskeeper. Oh my god. Uh, William, <laughs> please. William. That's his yeah. name now. Willie is his son. Uh, for uh, William, uh, so Pillar of uh, Moonlight. Pillar of Moonlight. Am I it's, making a save? Uh, you are. Yeah. I just need to double check what it is. I believe it's con. I'm double checking that. Uh, it's def- Moonbeam. It definitely fails as uh, he rolled a four. Okay. Failed save. 2d10 radiant damage. And then I assume we double that because... Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, radiant es no bueno. No. Mm. What's the radius of that? You might be able to get the doggos as Five well. Five foot. Nah. Uh, but I can move it. So this just sticks around. This is one, no, no, one no. of the things I love about the spell. Yeah, it is primo spell for this. So that's an 11. So he's taking 22 damage. Okay. Thing. The moonlight, the magical moonlight sears down and there is an explosion of shadow and dust and the creature is no more. Sweet. Comically, the pitchfork, of course, just kind of clack, 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 <laughs> next to the smoking boots that remain. That is then going to be... Um, oh. Yes. One. Da, 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 can you move on it, each you of your turns turn? after you cast this spell, you can use an action to move. An action. Yeah. Well, that's fine because you're essentially that. recasting it. For but it's free. one one spell slot, but multiple. It's yeah. an attack action. It's like the hammer of door in Gears of War. Yes. <laughs> Having said that, I can move it sixty feet. That's pretty good. Is yeah. it? <laughs> oh, good. Who have we got left? The two mastiffs. Oh no. And the guard, if you want to finish. They're it. not real dogs. No, they're shadow dogs. They're it, demon dogs. But- this poor guard's just wetting himself. They're not good old dogs. They're bad old dogs. Yeah, they're the worst dogs. They're the worst dogs? Yeah. Aw. They're shadow masters. They're demon doggos. God damn it. It's like if Checkers and Hitler's dog got together. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so which bolt? Which bolt it is? Yes. Which bolt? So it's 17. Easy, easily hits, roll Excellent. Yep. Nine points of damage. Nine? Wow, okay. So the electricity shoots across and encapsulates this Shadow Master that kind of like <laughs> growls in anger and glares at you with heat filled eyes. That isn't going to be last turn. Still got another Master. Uh, there and I've got a crossbow uh, so let's put those two together indeed the <laughs> wounded one I assume uh, yes you would be correct e- excellent still wreathed in electricity because that's how which one works right you can keep the electricity mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. great unfortunately so, that's going to be a miss on an eight okay uh, so yes I'm backing up you back backing up, up back um, I will since the dogs are engaged with Mark I yes. will shoot at them oh, they're engaged with her Mark is not present right now. Uh, oh that'll hit. 16 to roll. So. Yep. And that's sneak attack. Uh, 13 damage. Okay, your crossbow bolt sticks into this thing's side. It sort of <gasps> howls. No, it more just sort of growls. It's more of an angry dog than a yelping dog. You do not feel bad for these dogs. Jez, your turn. Uh, I think another shot with the crossbow, I believe. Also the now twice wounded one. Yes. Focus fire. Good, good, good job. Oh my god! Wow, you you can. I mean, obviously with Hurst, with Hurst there, you can melee and get sneak attack as well because they're engaged with. Ah, uh, no, it's all right. It's still the same dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, nothing happens. That is then going to be their turn. They are going to continue to lash out at Hurst. So what you're saying <laughs> going to be like the mid making. So what you're saying, Tom, is that one of the dogs growled in anger yes. at Izzy and then continued, I find that very unrealistic. <laughs> so, okay, so wreathed in electricity, focused, fire, focused on you as they are, the one that, that had grabbed onto your arm continues to wrench into you for nine damage. The other one is going to latch onto your onto your thigh for a whopping nine damage also. Ouch. You feel its teeth sink deep into your... Uh, Hurst goes down but yep. uses his orcish nature to not go all the way down. He's on one hit point now. Yeah, so the two of them have both grabbed onto you and you just kind of like, a, you know, 
to the side. You smash into a bunch of bunks and, and uh, you know, knock aside some stuff. You almost slip on some blood from the other bodies that are on the ground, of course. That is then going to be Hurst's turn. Um, yeah, so just to clarify, I have a half-orc rifle feature, which means yeah. uh, once per rest. Instead of going to zero hit points and going down, I go one. That's good. nice. Very good. Okay, so Hurst is in a spot of bother. Uh, so I will moonbolt both of these bad dogs. They are going to... Ooh, no, it's still a fail. But if they fail, they're saving through. Just right. to d It's my favorite song from The Lion King. Yeah. Uh, that is 11. Is it doubled? Yes. Yes, it is. So that's 22 damage again. So one of them is dead. Sweet. The, the one was already wounded, evaporates into shadow and ash with a howl. The other one remains, but is very wounded indeed. Uh, real quick, before I finish my turn. Uh, healing Spirit is a bonus action. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, and just going to have it coalesce around myself. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Fantastic. i get my own dog. Yeah, good dog to cancel out the bad dog. It is literally doing the opposite of what the bad dog it is. <laughs> it, it, is exa- it is exactly that. Sorry, her. I mean, Izzy, your turn. So, uh, Sorry. yet again. Um, so, yeah, maintaining that witch bolt. Oh, yeah, now, the one that, was, that had the witch bolt on it is now dead. Dang it. So okay. you'll have to do an, another another thing. <gasps> is which one functionally a taser? Yes. <laughs> yes. I did yes, think about that, but it was still better to hit Stop resisting! Door. Just quickly, uh, <laughs> oh my, my healing spirit did six points of healing. Great. Which was uh, one less than the... <laughs> Five rounds of healing I did to myself the last time I cast this. <laughs> you feel you feel rejuvenated. You're getting better at this. Izzy, what are you casting? Uh, right. Um, yeah, I guess. It's, it's very wounded, if that helps. It is very wounded. So don't, you know, necessarily waste any. It is also going to take extra damage <laughs> for starting. You may have really further bad. trouble this evening. Yes. Um, I will then. Spoiler alert, Tom. Yeah. Jesus. This is going to go off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine now. Okay. Final you boss know of the what? game, groundskeeper Willie. Oh my <laughs> we just, god! We just went straight into it. <laughs> straight into it. Yeah, we just went. Where's Sephiroth? Holy oh, yeah. shit! That's it. What do you cherish most? Uh, all right, I'm going to cast Firebolt. Good. <laughs> Screw it. That's that's perfect. Um, and yet that will be a twenty-two. That'll that'll definitely hit. Yeah. Okay. So let me just do that one d ten damage. Six points. Six points. That is enough. The firebolt shoots across and hits this thing, and then there's an explosion of shadow and dust, and the mastiff falls dead. The guard looks on in terror, and then just kind of still clutching his his stomach, just says, I have to get out of here. We, we all have to get out of here, trust me. Don't go out the front. There's, uh... It's very busy. It's very a, busy at the front. It's very busy at the front. The healing spirit is... How long are we going to spend... Uh, well, I guess we're going to be in here for another minute at least. Maybe, yeah. I wouldn't want to be any longer than that because that was a very noisy round. Yeah, it's just um, Hurst is on seven hit points. Understood. Um, you, you want to cast uh, Healing Spirit? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've cast Healing Spirit. I want to use Healing Spirit. Then by all means. Just, j- just to That's sort wrong. of wrap things up for now what questions if any do you want yes. to ask the guard and then we'll, we'll call right. it after that so, so yeah, he, he looks at you in wide-eyed terror yeah. you can actually hear what appears to be the sounds of commotion from inside coming from within the manor right. uh, you hear the sounds of steel on steel and some, some yelling and loud voices alright who else is here other than um, sorry what was his name Skunk Man this, uh, Floxton, um, yeah, Floxton Erstel. This is Erstel, Erstel Floxton. He, he has come in with a, a squad of his killers, uh, over a dozen of them. He was staying here for a time. He was, he was working with us, with the Growlhounds. Doing what? Well, uh, they agreed to house them, to house the Zents. 
and allow them to store some of their illegal goods and for Erstal himself to operate here while he worked on this search that he was undergoing. And her new toy, of course. Uh, apparently there was an incident, though, today where the toy uh, uh, hurt Erstal. Erstal was uh, very, very angry. Yeah. And uh, he came back and he was burnt. He, he, he had been burnt. And so um, my, my lady and lord uh, tried to take him. And, well, they did. They, they knocked him out and they... They restrained him, but he must have escaped his bonds. And so he has come back this evening uh, with more of his Zentarum. Uh, it's, it seems as though my lord and lady uh, actually are working for someone else instead of the Zents as well. Are your lord and lady devil worshippers? He looks up and says, uh, not, not, not that I'm aware of. I would not be aware of such things. Well, all right then. We've got a problem. So when you say that he turned traitor, what you mean is... They betrayed him. Well, yes, but yes, then another he tried more accurate to... way of looking at it, <laughs> and the actual way. Yes, mm. but he he came in threatening with weapons drawn mm. because their robot, because their nimble right attacked him. Is that what it's called? Yes. Where um, is the nimble right? It'll be in there. Mm. It's always there. There being inside the manor. Mm. Where it's the new. It's my lady's new favorite toy. Where. The living room, the dining room, the bathroom, the disco room. <laughs> he says, oh, no, the top floor. I mean, it, it sounds like, and he, and he listens out for a second. If they've infiltrated, then likely that they will have retreated back to their bedroom. On the top floor, he says. Excellent. Doesn't have a window to the outside. Ursula is no match for my lady's bodyguard, though. It'll be, it'll be fine. I suggest we just we just flee and leave. Yeah, What's his bodyguard? What's the bodyguard? Yes. Oh, fuck. Follow up. Uh, sorry, real quick while you're looking that up. Nadia, you're the only other person who's been injured today, right? I don't think I was hit this combat. No, Not you were hit combat. in the last combat, right? Yeah, yes. but that, that's, uh, you cleared me up last time. Oh, yeah, and you're on full? Oh, yeah. So no one else needs 11. I've got a spare of 11 points of healing to throw no, on. I'm Anybody good, else thank needs you. It? Yep. Mm. Are we going to give it to the guard? Yeah. You yeah. give it to the guard. Alright. He says, Krabaz. Krabaz is my lady's personal bodyguard. He's a half orc, a fearsome one. He, I've seen him take I've seen him take down two dozen men at once. There you go, Hurst. Challenge for today. Ursul is dangerous, but he's no match for him. There's no point in engaging if what we seek is available to us to take. Except one of the things we seek is the cart is the nimble right. Just ensure it does no more damage. Then we'll have to do better than what we did previously. Is the groundskeeper someone in uh, Lady Groundhun's employ? Yes. Who's turned traitor? No, he. Uh, well, maybe I'm. I'm very, very confused. Yeah. I, think uh, he I knew. Us and just I like, knew of the groundskeeper's dark nature. We all did. Hmm. Uh, they had other associates that were less than pleasant but uh, we turned a blind eye with what we're paid all right get you gone and not out the front yes sir thank you thank you so much for your mercy and with that he, he turns and runs and leaves and it is with the sounds of commotion and battle being joined within the mansion while you sit in the blood-drenched guardhouse outside surrounded by the dust and shadow of strange creatures of darkness that we will leave it for today Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.